Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Are you taunting me with this? I'm not, but I, I understand we both had different experiences. We have, di- yeah, we have different uh, Bruce Springsteen experiences. By the way, hello, Adam Carter here. Jordana off. Uh, she'll be in Thursday, but off most of the week. And as we approach the uh, new year, let's <laughs> just stop, abruptly stopping. Um, we're going to do uh, best of every day. So today it's best concerts. What are the best concerts you saw or the best concert you saw in 2023. That's Mark Fry from the newsroom. And if you remember correctly, I finally went to see Bruce. I'd never seen Bruce Springsteen, and I was excited to go. And again, I talked about my mental health in the first hour, and I'll talk about it again because I was just not having a very good evening. So I went to Bruce Springsteen, and I kind of felt crowded. And not that he wasn't good. He was great, but I, I left the concert early. So I saw about half of the show. Um, but you had a much different experience with Bruce Springsteen. You almost didn't get to see I almost the didn't get to, Yeah, so I had gone originally in 2016 in St. Paul, then uh, went back this, uh, was it March? I think it was March, right? It was March, yep. And uh, on the way there, my wife and I were driving, and uh, I don't know if many people have heard St. Paul had a bit of a pothole yeah. problem this year. So, Horrible. And I unfortunately encountered one of those potholes on a snowy March evening and spent about an hour on the side of the road just trying to figure out what to do and waiting for the truck to come help and stuff just because I didn't have the right stuff to, to get me there. But we got in just about 10 minutes before he went on stage, and it was a, a good night. But Adam, I'll say for that concert, and you said you left early, it was not my favorite one of the year. I mean, it was very good, Bruce, yep. very good. But I still think the Queen show I went to, was that November or Queen October? with Adam Lambert? Oh, my. It was just so fun for how much of a theatrics it was. And their their music is still as timeless as ever. It was just so good. So Queen, uh, even with Adam Lambert, was yeah. really good. Oh, man. It, and it was the second time I'd seen them as well with Adam Lambert. Yeah. And it was just by how, far way better. How many concerts did you see last year? Oh, I would say I would maybe... Eight. Eight shows. Eight or ten. That's a pretty good yeah. year of concerts. Yeah, not bad. Some texts coming in, by the way, chime in. six five one four six one nine two two six. Megadeth at Mystic Lake. Soul Asylum at the State Fair. Jayhawks at Grand Old Day. Uh, can't count the number of times I've seen the Suicide Commandos at the Longhorn. Then Hot Pastrami at the Richfield VFW. By the way, before you start, <laughs> I want to start a business called The Truth Teller. That you're going to come to me, and I'm just going to give you the hard truth. Because I bring this up, there's a guy on CNN right now, some expert. He's got might the most bizarre hair I've ever seen. I think he's trying to grow it from the very back. It's a long over the comb top. Over. It's a long comb over, like front to back. I'm so if you can't do it, if you're friends with this guy, take him to me, sit him down in front of me. I'll say, shave your head, dude, because this this is not work. So why why can't people do that? Like why don't we have trust in people in our lives that can say? That hair ain't working for you, man. Just shave it. All Quite right. a transition. I'm about to tell you about how some chemicals used in shampoos are causing Uh-oh. some people to rethink how often they wash their hair. I guess there's some dangers with some of the ingredients in shampoos. Experts uh, are weighing in on the issue, and they say it depends 
on multiple factors, including your hair type, hairstyle, uh, how oily your scalp gets, and what activities you do. But generally, you should wash your hair between once and twice a week. How about that? Where are you at with that, Adam? So I just had this conversation with my wife Mm -hmm. because she was telling me, I forgot what brought it up, but that, yeah, that especially if you have longer hair, Mm -hmm. you do not want it. You want to wash it. Like I wash my hair every day. Like with shampoo and everything? With shampoo and everything. okay. So, but it damages, that shampoo damages your hair. Mm -hmm. So I might rethink it. Maybe I will do uh, every other day. But if you have longer hair, I know women... I think more are more in tune with this than men are. I think mm-hmm. guys, by and large, still just most of them just, ah, I'm going to wash my hair. But women, like they know the longer hair, it damages and it can like, cause the hair to break even, the follicles. How, how often do you wash your hair? Well, I used to be like, a, you know, every day or five times yeah. a week. And I have heard things like this in the past and I have started to just do it yeah. once or twice a week like you know, that. Plus, Not because, I don't know, I don't know that I'm scared about the chemicals or whatever, but I just... Oh, if it's just as healthy to do it less, why am I washing my hair every day Plus, for no reason? So. Save a little money. That's right. You don't have to buy uh, shampoo that often. Although I will say this: the shampoo I have now, it's that like uh, that rosemary stuff. Where yeah. if you you wash it, if you leave it in for long enough, it starts to like make your head feel cool and tingly. Ooh, uh, that's good. You stuff. like that? Okay. Yeah, that's good stuff. There's a newly newly renovated barge in Duluth Harbor that features a lot of entertainment, yeah. uh, including a sauna and an opportunity to take a dip in the frigid waters of Lake Superior. Adam, would you be interested in that? Would that be a fun afternoon for you to jump in 33-degree lake water and then sit in the sauna for a while? Yes, it's ex- ex- exhilarating. Uh, the cold ice bath is... Um, I wish I could do it more often. Like I had, like because you see, you can buy like again. Yeah, like the benefits of doing home. ice yeah. baths, mm-hmm. I think, are I think there's a lot of benefit to that, and I would absolutely do it. By the way, you said sauna. We say sauna. Oh, sauna, sauna. Uh, well, I'm not finished. I don't know. I'm allowed to say. Sauna. Are you finished? Are you finished? Are you? Fin- <laughs> um, no, I totally do that. I saw that uh, article about that. Uh, very cool. That's such, and you're reminded again that it's so much cooler on the North Shore. Yeah. There's just so much cooler stuff. Uh, also proves that it's a slow news day because that was the top article on StarsView.com <laughs> yes. this morning was the new sauna. It's the end of the, end of the year. Yeah, you got to do the, the best do, of. So. By the way, the best of, uh, the tw- they did also the top news stories. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that at some point. Uh, let me just say that list proves it was a pretty boring year in Minnesota. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was scratching my head reading some of those, but sorry. Americans are expected to spend nearly thirty billion with a B dollars on gift cards this holiday season, and only about seventy percent of those gift cards are used within the first six months. Many cards worth tens of billions of dollars end up forgotten. Do we believe that or unused? Seventy billion dollars in. Er- uh, seventy percent. Uh, oh, of, 30 of the billion. thirty billion. But are thirty used. billion in gift so cards. Uh, really? I'm just reading the story. Well, it's got to be true then, right? I guess. Uh, where are you at with gift cards? You got a stack of gift cards somewhere that you've forgotten about? I've had gift cards that I've forgotten about. Usually, though, I'm pretty good about spending them. Uh, you're, you know, making mm-hmm. good on them. Mm-hmm. Except, you know, if you get like the coffee one and what happens is there'll be still a little left over on it and sure. you don't utilize all of it. But no, we did, you know, we get a lot of people gift cards, and I think the kids uh, kids enjoy the gift cards. They use them, and 
I just, I'm just thirty billion dollars in gift cards. I mean, that's it's shocking, really. But it is. Sh- I guess. I don't know. I'm not buying that. Uh, okay, my top gift I got this year was something I asked for. I asked my father-in-law to, and I, I know I was at his house, and his knives were super sharp. Oh, yeah. And I said, Ginsu? Hey, I'd love, well, I didn't know. I had no idea. And I said, hey, your knives are super sharp. Mine aren't. When you come, would you bring whatever you use to sharpen your knives Knife and sharpener. teach me how? So we did that. Me and my brother and my father-in-law sat down. This was before Christmas, and he in, we sharpened all of our knives. Yep. It took a couple hours. He showed us how to do it. And then on Christmas morning, uh, he gifted my brother and I each the knife sharpener. The knife sharpener. Yep. And it's like the old school kind where it's it's not one of these new fans, but it's just like the stone that you put water on. You soak in water and you get it wet and then you, you know, scrape the knife along the stone and you flip it over to the other side. Um, wow. So my knives are sharpened and I'm excited to have that new skill passed on from the generation. What? Uh, where are you at with knife sharpening? Do you I sharpen just, your knives at your house? I do, we do. We've got the modern one where the like it's got the two for ones that for the one slot is for really dull knives, mm-hmm. and the other slot is for just finely just fine tuning yep. sharp. Yep. But um, so I don't. I mean, that's kind of you just pull through and yeah. back it through. How often do you do that? Every time uh, you use it? No. Just when I think one is dull. Yeah. Good knife, though. A good, sharp yes. knife. Uh, underrated to have a nice, good, sharp knife. Got to have a nice, sharp knife. So you got to get the stone wet and then... Yeah, you have to soak the stone first. Yeah. And then uh, and then you got to keep it wet throughout the whole sharpening really? process. Yeah. Huh. It's, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a skill for sure. Yeah. Hey, I went to this concert this year. Favorite? Was it your favorite? Uh, no. It's up there. It's up there? It's for sure top three or four, yeah, but it's right. not my top. Well, we'll get to it. Best concert of 2023. I'll reveal mine. Dave will reveal his. 651-461-9226. Feel free to call in and give your review of the concert you saw and why it was the best. We'll do that next on CCO. This is it for me. Brandy Carlisle at the Minnesota State Fair. I know you've seen Brandy Carlisle before. I have. I saw her at the X maybe a oh, year ago. Man. Fantastic. Incredible show. Yeah. And the best too, Winona, who opened for her. They did a few songs together. Winona Judd, just also tremendous. Uh, beautiful night. It's the first concert I've been to at the State Fair in many, many, many years. Great venue. So this is tops for me. Brandy Carlisle and uh, Winona Judd at the Minnesota State Fair uh, this past August. Mm. Uh, that was that was it for me. And yes, I saw fish not once, not twice, <laughs> not three times, not four times, not five times, but six times. Uh, and a couple of those shows were really cool. And, and Great, I mean, I saw him. Hollywood Bowl was yeah. so cool, beautiful, uh, gorgeous. But that uh, that Brandy Carlisle show was so good. It was just her voice is unbelievable, mm-hmm. and just 
very, very good show. So that's tops for me. We're getting your top concert for 2023, 651-461-9226. That is the the, uh, WCCO Talk and Text Line. Jelly Roll, someone says, at the Fargo Mm. Fair. Awesome concert. Broke the attendance record in the history of the fair. Yeah, Jelly Roll. I've seen a few of, he's kind of like a country rap, kind of bridges that gap. Yep. Uh, Someone says, spiritualized at the fine line. Uh, Dave, what is it for you? Here we go. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Brandy Carlisle because I really enjoyed her concert. And I, I think, uh, other than the obvious thing, she's a great musician and all that, but she's singing songs because she's a young, up-and-coming artist. She's singing songs about her life, yep. and it's things that are happening right now. So she's setting up a song about her daughter or her family or her yep. life. And it's not like, you know, we talked about Billy Joel. Billy Joel's singing songs about stuff that happened 50 years ago. <laughs> Brandy Carlisle's singing songs about, like, her daughter that she's singing about. She goes... My daughter's in the hotel across yeah. the street, and I'm singing a song about her yeah. that's relevant right now. And that ties into my favorite concert, too. We got to go to Red Rocks in Colorado, which yeah. is bucket you know, list. Yep. bucket list theater if you're into music. And then we saw Walker Hayes, who's mm-hmm. a, um, a country artist who is a generally the same stage of life as me. And he's got a lot of big hits, but the one I'm going to play, it's a song about his daughters growing up, and he brought his nine-year-old daughter on stage yeah. to sing part of this song. I'll play a little bit. And to hear him, somebody who's in a you know same yeah, stage of life as me, talk about yep. his kids growing up, and I'm sitting there in Red Rocks, and the weather's perfect, oh. and the sound is perfect, and uh, it it just checked all the marks. That was a fantastic moment and a fantastic show. That's my top concert of the year. Nice. What's it for you? Six five one four six one nine two two six. Some great shows uh, that always happen uh, in the Twin Cities every year, and um, yeah, the Springs. I'll give Springs another chance. Hopefully, I'll catch him when I'm. Uh, in a better state of mind. Um, but it just didn't happen that night for some reason. And you saying you saw Billy Joel, too. I saw Billy Joel this year. I saw Chris Stapleton earlier Was that Billy year Joel well? and Stevie Nicks? Yes. Right? Yeah, just How, how was ago. that show? Was that a good show? Uh, yeah, it was great. Yep. I... Stevie Nicks I'm not as familiar with, and it was hard to get into. You know, you're way up high. Yep. It's a giant stadium, and it was harder to get into that. But Billy Joel, I mean, he all of the songs are recognizable, and he plays all these hits. And then it comes time for the encore, and you're, encore, and you're like, well, what could be left? And then he plays five more yeah. just absolute bangers for the encore, and it was it was really fun. 651-461-9226. Uh, someone, uh, again, says they saw the Jayhawks. Uh, Jayhawks, by the way, were playing uh, on just – what was it, a week ago, Jen and I did the uh, staycation in downtown St. Paul, and the Jayhawks were playing downtown, uh, that, which added to the just there were so many people in downtown St. Paul that night. And um, they have a huge following. And I saw some texts from some people who were, who were there. must have been a pretty good show. Uh, 651-461-9226. I had two people saying, yeah, Brandy Carlyle was so good at the State Fair. Magical. Didn't want it to end. Uh, somebody chiming in on the old wheel st- whetstone. 
Oh, sure, for sharpening knives. Uh, the old whetstone I enjoy so much. If you want to geek out a bit, look up Razor Edge Systems in Ely. Oh. They focus on industrial equipment but also have a few retail products. The founder was once the world axe shaving champion. Wow. Okay. Maybe I need to get further well, into sharp. knife sharpening. Yeah. I was going to say, if you get the axe sharp enough or you can shave... I mean, would I you ever just, shave with an axe? I was just sharpening the knives to, like, you know, cut tomatoes and onions. Now and you stuff, seem like but... a guy who would be a straight razor kind of guy. Uh, Have you ever had a straight razor shave? No, never. Also, you and I don't shave. It's kind of our thing. That's what right? I was going to say. Clean. I don't think I've ever seen you clean shaven in the last couple of years. That's yeah. I don't think I have been, yeah, and I haven't either. Um, but I think I have. I have a. I did get a straight razor shave one time. It was very, very cool. I use my axe for splitting wood splitting sometimes. Wood, yeah. I mean, that's kind of more my jam. Uh, Rob Thomas and Matchbox 20 at Treasure Island Casino. Pearl Jam. Hello. Yeah, mm. totally forgot. I saw Pearl Jam, too. Wow. Like you were just saying. I saw Pearl Jam at the X. Good show. Yeah. Um, I wish it would have been at the second. There was two concerts. Mm. That's right, because that was the same week as Brandy Carlisle. Oh. So, yeah, I saw the first night of Pearl Jam. I wish I would have seen the second night based on the set list. But, yeah, Pearl Jam is a fantastic, fantastic uh, show. The War and Treaty and William Prince at the Fine Line sat next to John Bream, the music critic from the Star Tribune. Fabulous concert. My granddaughter's Christmas concert. Do you really mean that, though? I mean, that's touching and everything, but was it really the best concert? And someone is. I think if you're the grandparent, that that's, that's truth. That's earnest. I think if you're the parent, parent yes. you're like, Good point. oh, boy, I've yeah. heard this oh, scratchy great. song yes. a lot of times in the basement. <laughs> And someone says they're geeked for the uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which is apparently this oh, week. Nice. Are they at the X again? They sell out like at the X. Yeah. It's insane. Saturday. You ever seen that show at the X? I've never seen TSO. It's pretty good. I think it's better. I'd go in, see TSO. In, in person. I'm, if somebody little, give me, yeah. Yeah, they're a little tired. I mean, you hear the same songs Wow, year, a little tired. Whoa. I'm just saying the same five Trans-Siberian Orchestra songs play every Christmas. But seeing them live is really cool. Have you seen it? Yeah, once, yeah I've heard that it's quite a production. Really, they got lasers yeah. and all that stuff. Can't go wrong with lasers. Uh, my favorite concert, Lori Line, Christmas Edition, and her family since my granddaughters were little, and Don Angel Costumes on the 12 Days of Christmas portrayal. We also have attended one of her living room concerts in her beautiful home. We mm. felt like a guest in their home, not paying customers. Mm. Yeah, Lori Line, she's been around a long yeah. time, and uh, she uh, lots of lots of people enjoy her work. All right, did you get, did you text? I talked about being on Twitter on Christmas which was a little disappointing to me. I should have been able to, you know, log off. But did you text on Christmas? Because you know why? Apparently Christmas Day is the busiest texting day of the year. Uh, So I want to know, did you get bizarre texts from people? Did you hear from people you didn't imagine you'd hear from? Uh, Because I have stories about this. I have questions. And whether or not a random Merry Christmas text is a, is a welcome thing. We'll get into that next on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 
I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's cloudy. It's rainy. Who cares? You just said that the rain's sticking around and that it's going to clear oh. up and get sunny today. Well, Paul but is Which off. one is it? I don't know. I'm trying to read the weather. Paul is off. Who cares? <laughs> it's that week. This is kind of a weird week. Text We're me. the Midwest's top weather station, and you're just messing well, around. I'm not the chief meteorologist, so forgive me. <laughs> Are you working today, by the way? Are a lot of people working today? What do you think? I thought no, was, but traffic was heavier yeah, than was I thought. Of, there was a lot of traffic coming in. So text me if uh, whether you're working or not, 651-461-9226. Are you working? Are you off? Let me know where you're at and what you're doing. I love that. Let's just do that. Text in where you're at, what you're doing, and uh, if you're working or not. 651-461-9226. That's the CCO talk and text line. Hell, if you want to call, call in. It's the day after Christmas. It's kind of loosey goosey here. Do we still say loosey goosey? You ever say you ever use loosey goosey? Uh, yeah, I still use that sometimes. Skinny mini? <laughs> no, that no? was a little old. Yeah. yeah, that was a little old. Maybe back in the nineties. Yeah. So text me. What are you doing today? Call in saying uh, maybe you're out and about. We'd love to get a report on uh, what's going on in your life. Uh, did you text somebody on Christmas Day? Is that your method for reaching out to uh, loved ones who you're not near? The reason I bring it up, I couldn't believe this, because you think, okay, Christmas, it's a time for being with family. It's a time you would put your phone away. I'm sure there were a lot of conversations yesterday. Put your phone away. Younger people, put your phone away. It's Christmas. Older people, put your put phone your away. Put your phone it's away. But uh, Americans send and receive more text messages on Christmas more than any other day of the year, according to wireless carrier data shared with Axios. Why it matters, there are more ways than ever to stay connected, but most Americans opt for the good old-fashioned text message to spread holiday cheer. No, that doesn't make any sense. The good old-fashioned way to spread holiday cheer is like with a Christmas card or like maybe uh, stopping to actually see your neighbors or maybe sending, um, or here's a concept, phone calls. Um, but most people turn to the text. So did you uh, send or receive some text messaging? Did you send a text uh, wishing people a Merry Christmas? I'll say this. I woke up yesterday, and I had a text message from uh, a former employee of this place wishing me a Merry Christmas, and I thought that was a little unusual, not that... It was nice. I, I wasn't like it's extremely close with this uh, former coworker. He's a great person, super nice guy. But I, I guess if I would think former employee to reach out, I wouldn't pick this guy. Yeah. Well, then I come to find out. I think he sent like a generic uh, or sent a what? How do you how do you call it? Uh, yeah, like a like a broadcast a text, broadcast a text, text where yeah. you send a mass text. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know how to do that. I mean, I know. I mean, do you? Is there some? Where on my phone I can send like, yeah, the, all my contacts a text message? Uh, no, I don't think it's all your contacts. But I, I've done this. I've done this for like an invitation. Put people in groups to something. Okay, you can uh, add a bunch of people to a text, but and then there's an option to make it a broadcast versus a group text, so that they're not, you know, you're not getting all these reply alls and stuff. So I think that's what people do. Hey, Merry Christmas! And then you select ten or twenty or thirty contacts, and they all send at the same time. Okay. So does that lessen the value of a being wished a Merry Christmas if you know you're on a broadcast text message? I don't want to point this. I'm not suggesting yeah. this person we're talking about is that's the case. But 
And I say, no, if they're sending the text message, it doesn't matter if it's specifically to me or to a bunch of people, they're spreading good cheer. Good tidings and yeah. cheer are being uh, spread, even if it's a generic sure. group text message. But I would argue that that's less impactful than a personalized text. Because, sure, you're spreading good cheer, but it's not like that person thought of you. They just yeah. clicked your name once on the thing and then sent it out. I got I, um, I got two similar texts actually yesterday from people here at the station mm-hmm. that wouldn't normally text me on a right. random day off or something that sent me a – and I, at first I – I thought, okay, really? Like, you're going to send the Merry Christmas text? Don't, like, can't you text your family instead? But then, you know, I, then I think about Christmas cards, and I think that's what Christmas cards are, too, to some extent. Like, you know, we've got a couple dozen cards on our right. fridge, but how many of those people are just, oh, I worked with you a while ago, or you're a distant relative, or whatever, and you end up on their list? They don't put any thought into that. They just print it off and do a mail merge, and you get but the card. So what? They're putting the effort in. Yeah. See, I think that's. I, well, think, I think they're that's the same, though. I do too. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're they're sending it to you, and that's that that's the effort. I mean, I don't need somebody to, you know, bend over backwards to make my message unique to me. Uh, I just I appreciate what little effort you're spreading the holiday cheer, whether it's through a text or whatever. I sent a text message to both of my sons. The reason I sent them a text message is because they won't answer their phone. So the only way I can communicate with them is via text message. So if you want to make an issue out of this, go talk to my sons. Uh, that was a text, 651-461-9226. That is uh, the definitely, I think, I, and I, I put myself in that category. You know what? I, <laughs> I'd rather have the text message, I think. If I can't talk to you in person... I'd rather have the text message just because I'm not a huge telephone conversation guy. There is a generational gap there, though, where, like, we were trying to figure out how to communicate with grandparents. Yeah. And you go, okay, there's limited options. They're hard of hearing, but we still want to make a good faith effort. And a text message, they're not – I mean, maybe they will get it, but that doesn't translate to a different generation. So it's tricky to find the right way to spread that holiday message to someone who's Mm -hmm. 60 years older than you. That's true. Um. Yeah, it's easy. You just hit hit the sell your soul button and then hit send. Okay. Um. <laughs> my husband has twelve siblings, so we do group texts. At least we're keeping in touch. Yeah, I was part of a group text too yesterday on my wife's family side. So everybody's texting, and I yeah, I I went above and beyond though. I didn't simply say Merry Christmas. I replied. Replied, replied with a bitmoji. You know what the bitmojis are? It's kind of a... It's like the emoji that moves? No, bitmoji is like uh, you design... You, oh, where it's it looks like specific you. to you. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And then there's various Merry Christmas things. I send... So I think that's going above and beyond. I often will reply with a picture of my kids, oh. which, is, yeah. which is what I did to you, you and did, Jordana. Yes. You wish happy great. Merry yep, Christmas. And I great. sent back you know, yep. my daughters and their Christmas because I think yep. that's what – I mean, you don't need to see me in my right. Christmas garb or my tree, but to see my you know, toddlers in their Christmas dresses. Yes, that's very nice. everybody wants Merry to see. Merry Christmas. The kids look great, by the way, in their Christmas green dresses. I miss those days, by the way. Now my kids are just in sweatpants. <laughs> hey, come down. Yeah. You We're, didn't want to send us all a picture of your no, kids in like, sweatpants yeah, no. around the tree. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. The, I don't think getting a text message or sending a text message, 
I think it's nice to be notified. Even, even if you're part of a group text, so be it. Uh, if you can reach out any way you can. What if it was on Facebook? What if somebody is going to your Facebook wall and wishing you a Merry Christmas there and then doing it to, you know, 50 or 100 other people? That's different, though. They're making, they're actually typing in and Merry Christmas to you on your Facebook page. Uh, Just like the birthday. Yeah. Or That's about the only time I like Facebook is when people are wishing your birthdays. Yeah. Because people, yes, it's... But it's the same it's kind the of simp- thing? Yeah, but it's the simplest of gestures. Yes, it's very easy to say, happy birthday, type that in. Yeah, but they've done that. Facebook notified them that it was your birthday. They yes. didn't know. Well, okay. now they know. All right. 651-461-9226. Uh, busiest texting day of the year. Uh, did you do it? Also, uh, want to take uh, calls and texts. What are you doing today? Uh, are you busy? Are you working? And it's the weekend between Christmas and New Year's. A lot of people working. I'm working retail today, not too busy. I think most people are comatose. Uh, working in the financial services industry, very busy during year-end through April tax reporting. I bet you it is, yeah. Food service delivery industry, working today. I'm delivering a truckload of food right now to the Olive Garden in Burnsville. That's from Andy. Breadsticks. I wonder if he's got the breadsticks there. 651-461-9226. It's 1045 on News Talk 830 WCCO. 1049, uh, that is your Linda's Construction time check. Time to receive 75% off installation labor on Minnesota-made Infinity from Marvin Windows. Lots of different threads going um, on this uh, day after Christmas, which is kind of feeling a little melancholy that the uh, holiday is over. Got uh, New Year's to look forward to. Although I'm not a huge New Year's guy. Dave, are you? Are you a big uh, New Year's person? Well, this was just a topic in my house yesterday because I like I would like to go to a party yep. and ring in the new year with friends and some good food and drink. And we've been invited to one, and my wife is like, nah, I'd rather do something at home yeah. and be chill. And That's how I'd, I'd rather be that way, too. Even though I think we're going out with some friends on yeah. that Christmas Eve, which would be fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm fully, I'm so okay with just ring it in the new year at home even if i if i make it i'm like i i have no desire to even it's just like stay up to midnight yeah. yeah it's like i'll go to bed and i'm not like a uh, i'm not a, res, a resolution person mm. so it's not that big of a deal uh we were talking about texting during christmas it's apparently the busiest texting day of the year uh, because obviously you're reaching out you're texting people or you're sending out a, a broad text to many people in your contact list Wishing you a Merry Christmas. And yes, it may seem a little uh, impersonal or trite, trite, lazy. But I say, you know, uh, you're making the effort. It's better than not sending a text at all. Talking on the phone or mailing a Christmas card takes actual time and effort. Well, so does texting. This is from a texter. Texting is so easy, quick, and non-personal. It's the modern, acceptable way. I guess, but... Still, there's still an there's somewhat there is a, albeit minimal, there's still an effort there. Uh, usually, sometimes you're texting a picture like Dave did of of his daughters. By the way, my wife texted me yes just now during the break. We realized at the end of the day yesterday we did not take. I actually I took one photo during Christmas. Oh. It was our dog in front of the Christmas tree. <laughs> we didn't take any photos of our kids. So uh, we must be the worst parents ever. Or you were too, you were living in the moment. You were too exactly. in tune to Thank your you. festivities. You're right, Dave. That you didn't have time That's right. to take a photo. And I did take a photo of the steak I cooked, too. You did have time bad? to scroll through Twitter, though. So I know. That was earlier. 
Um, I did. I didn't take any pictures of my kids, but I did take a picture of the steak I cooked. Well, good to know what your priorities. And are I there, sent Adam. that to some people. Like, hey, look at that! Look at the steak I cooked. Um, we send out many cards and packages with handwritten notes each year, but making memories for the families worth the aches and pains. Um, getting my cell phone replaced after it took a dive out of my coat pocket. When will I learn? Grandpa and I hosted 34 family members on Christmas Eve, had our gifts for everyone under the tree. On 1225, I sent individual texts with pictures I took, in, I took on Christmas Eve. A bit tough for a 70-year-olds to do this every year. Uh, yeah, I totally understand that. That's kind of the, it's the modern way. At least you reach out. At least you make the effort. Uh, again, uh, text me what you're doing today. Because, yeah, there was a lot of cars coming in, driving in today. I, I was surprised that it wasn't quieter. I thought it would be a little more quieter on the roads. But plenty of people, obviously, going back to work today. Uh, and if you're working or if you're not, let me know. 651-461-9226. Let us know what you're doing today. Somebody's heading over to Buffalo County, Wisconsin to uh, for the holiday antlerless deer hunt. That'll be fun. I don't understand what that is. The holler, holiday antlerless antlerless deer hunt. So you, they must uh, have a certain amount of doe permits ah. that they release for the holiday. I don't know if it's the state that does that. Um, Buffalo County, by the way, is prime white white tail hunting location. Lots of big antlers in uh, Buffalo County, but somebody's heading over to do some uh, antlers hunting. So text what you're up to today six five one four six one. 9226. Coming up next, we thought uh, during this week, because it is quieter uh, this week between Christmas and uh, New Year, we'd revisit some of the um, more uh, important interviews we did, I should say, more interesting interviews that we did during the year that uh, Jordana and myself did. And so we actually went through the list over some of the, uh, some of the interviews that stood out to us and stood out to listeners. And one of definitely happened during the State Fair. We had a great time at the State Fair this year. We talked about the Brandy Carlisle concert and what a great show that was. That was my favorite concert of 2024 or 2023. But we had also some great that that's the great part about the State Fair is you actually get to do in-person interviews where they come out to the fair, you get a crowd around. And the chief of the Minneapolis Police Department, Brian O'Hara, joined us on the a patio. They're at the State Fair booth, I think for two segments, if I remember correctly. A wide-ranging interview about policing in Minneapolis, about recruiting in Minneapolis, about his efforts to navigate that department through the changes that are being forced uh, by the federal government and by the state of Minnesota that are a long time coming, but now operating with a consent decree. Now, if you remember, Brian O'Hara did the same in Newark, New Jersey, where he came from. So that's the reason he was hired by the city of Minneapolis to do that job. So a difficult job, obviously. We've seen the hiccups that have happened uh, as they've navigated their way through this, and it's very early on. We've seen kind of the uh, what kind of support or lack thereof he's receiving by the uh, city council here in, in Minneapolis. So... The reason we like talking to the chief is because he doesn't really pull a lot of punches. He really tells it like it is in the way that he can. So we'll revisit that conversation we had with Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara 
after the news. That'll be uh, coming up after the news. Somebody uh, just texted, and I got a package in the mail for a person who must have lived in this apartment previously. Ooh, what do you do there? If it's your address and it's somebody who lived in the apartment previously, do you return it or do you open it? I mean, if it's been like if you just moved in, that to me is like, okay, you got to return that. Like, but if it's back to the company or return it to the person, I think you say this person no longer at this address. Yeah. That's how you do it. But if it's been years, I would think they should know that by now. So I'd open that. I, you know, okay. So it's my understanding when situations like that happen that it's, it's more efficient and cheaper for whoever's sending that, you know, you know, assuming it's a normal thing you bought off Amazon or whatever, that it's easier to just mail a new one out to the yes. right address and than to like they do accept a return yes. and then figure it out. So in that case, I, this person, I think I just open it this, and keep it. Thank you for this topic here. I guess so they lived here for over a year. If people don't know by now, he doesn't live here by now. Should I just keep it and send a thank you note? <laughs> I love that text. And send That's a, a thank good, you note. <laughs> I would too. It's been over a year. It can't be somebody very close to the person who previously lived in your place. So I, you know what? I think that's a bonus Christmas present. So you go ahead and open that. Send a thank you note saying, sorry, John doesn't live here anymore, but I love the socks you sent. Thank you so much. Uh, somebody else working in Elk River, custodian for ISD 728. Hate my job, they say. <laughs> Jeez. Well, maybe 2024 is the year for a new job for you. Uh, Chief Brian O'Hara, our conversation from the State Fair coming up next. After the news on WCCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.